was wondering if we could get him some donuts. Donuts? <laughs> I want donuts. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get this party started. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> that sounds funny. That sounds funny. Hey, this is the podcast. That sounds funny. And today, this week is the week of May 18th, 2021, episode 29. We are two blind brothers and a blind sisters who tell it the way we see it. And I am your host, Keith, and joined with me is... Carrie. And Joe. All right. Now, and, yeah, so here we go with our show. And um, you said this was episode 29? Yep. That's the same age my wife says she is. Wow. <laughs> and, and and your daughters are only like 21 and 28, right? <laughs> wow. Yeah. 30 and something. So she's got daughters older than she is. So I don't know how that works, but yeah, she kind must have crazy. some hill, hillbilly in her family. Saying. <laughs> anyway, we like to open up with a uh, funny life story. What's new? What you're reading? What you're doing? This do you something. have any holidays this week? I do have some holidays. I uh, I've been listening to. I was listening to Earth Oddity. If you, that goes, you could leave this in if you want, but yeah, I've seen where they posted the show. I didn't have a chance to pull it up yet, though. Well, no, I, I haven't. Not their latest. I listened to. I'm trying to say I listened to their first end of the year one they did. Oh, mm-hmm. you, you give me the blueberry statistics for our show. They get tiny red off theirs for this year on their show. I was like, holy cow! <laughs> now you can yeah. do this on. You can leave this on the podcast if you want to beforehand. It's like they their first year they did their fifty episodes, whatever. They did twenty six thousand downloads. Wow, that's pretty impressive. They averaged four hundred downloads an episode. Come on, people, download. <laughs> You're lagging behind out there, listeners. <laughs> share the podcast with people. Yeah. Everybody always- who's listening, share it with four people. I'm telling you, four people. But they, you know, they, uh, they're saying you can down, you can submit, uh, what's it called? Sign up, uh, subscribe, mm-hmm. so our podcast and delete it and then sign up for it again. <laughs> cause that's, um, yeah, that's cause see, people say ratings and reviews. That's how people can find us. Well, it's not really ratings and reviews that helps you grow. It's when people subscribe and download. So if you get somebody, I'm going to subscribe and download the show, and I'm going to delete it, and I'm going to unsubscribe, and I just, you know, wash, rinse, repeat, and you do that a couple dozen times a day, it'll, <laughs> it'll jack your numbers up. Right. Oh. Oh. So I have no idea. They can't have that many people locally listening to their show down there in Alabama. Not locally. It's worldwide. Well, when they first started, I'm sure they probably had a built-in platform if they knew people at school or work or whatever. Uh, and, but once you get going, it helps, you know, if you're 
if you have an active group on say social media or Facebook or something. Their lowest their lowest number of downloads they said was their episode number four. Hmm. And their most populated their most downloaded episode they so far was in forty something, forty three or so when they did something about sixty nine or something. Yeah. Right on on their first year, yeah. I mean, well, yeah, that, that's that's really good. I mean, specifically talking about sixty nine <laughs> on the episode number forty three or so. Right. As episode. Ever, those are some like, good download stats. A lot of people don't even have that. Uh, in fact, uh, this, the the average uh, listenership most podcasts. If you do, if you have fifty, you're about average. If you have 50 uh, listeners a week, you're an average. No, 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 no. Uh, well, well, yeah, but I'm, what I'm saying is they would, their discussion topic was 69 and episode 43. Their number of downloads for that one was like six or 700. Right. Downloads for that one week episode. I go, holy cow. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, I'm just saying though, you know, people, you know, you see this podcast or like a nationally known thing like NPR or something. They're going to have like thousands or millions of downloads, but there are so many podcasts out there that literally the average number for any of your average podcasts is, is about 50. So if you're doing better than 50, like a hundred, you're, you're twice uh, what the average podcast is. If you're doing 3,400, you're definitely, uh, above the, the curve as far as it goes. So good for them. Uh, Are we going to do that after? I can do the holidays now if you want. Go ahead. I like to hear the holidays. All right, because I really don't have an awful lot of uh, new stuff. I guess I could fall back on an old uh, fashioned story. But let's do our holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. May the calendar keep bringing happy holidays to you. Uh, today, May 18th, Tuesday, as a recording desk, there's only one holiday today, and it is National No Dirty Dishes Day. Uh-oh, I think it's full. <laughs> so if you have uh, kids at home, teenagers at home, crack that whip. <laughs> uh, if you're the, the sole house mom out there, hey, re- recruit whoever you can and get them dirty dishes cleaned up. Anyway, moving on to May 19th, Wednesday, National Devil's Food Cake Day. Wow, well, that's the only, that. that's the only holiday for tomorrow. So once you do all those dirty dishes today, you can reward yourself with the Devil's Food Cake tomorrow. And make more dirty dishes. <laughs> Exactly. And then you can regress back to Friday, wouldn't it? It was National Orgasm Day. <laughs> I don't think so. Not on my list. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, let's see. May 20, Thursday, National Be a Millionaire Day. There you go, Terry. Play the lottery on that one. Oh, I got an update on that one. No, that's the only holiday on that day. Well, it's pretty sparse on the holidays this week. May 21st, Friday, National Endangered Species Day. It's also National Pizza Party Day. Yay! Talk Like Yoda Day. (laughs) National Weight Staff Day. 
Well, a lot of stuff that day. So he can talk like Yoda and eat your pizza made out of endangered species. <laughs> endangered species. I thought maybe he ate pizza to the endangered species. Oh, okay. Maybe that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As, as talk like Yoda, you will. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. May 22nd, Saturday. Harvey Milk Day. Yeah, Harvey Milk Day, whatever that means, I don't know. He was the first gay lawyer that came out or about it. Yeah, federal, historic, LGBTQ, something or other. A gay lawyer. Wow. Whatever. He has his own day. More, <laughs> more power to him. It's also the International Day for Biological Diversity, National Maritime Day. So, well, you can sail around the world with your gay lawyer friends and have a diverse biological day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 23rd Sunday. Uh, National Taffy Day, Victoria Day, it's a Canadian holiday. Uh, it's also the birthday of a certain wild moose who has been a guest host on the show before. Yay, wild moose birthday. Yeah. May 24th, we'll wrap up our week of holidays Monday. Aviation Maintenance Day, Everybody National Asparagus Day. Asparagus. Now here's where I have National Brothers Day. I know Terry told me it was a National Brothers Day earlier in the month. I don't know when. National Scavenger Hunt Day. Oh, so you fun. can have a scavenger hunt for your long lost brother and he- eat taffy. <laughs> 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 or whatever that was. Oh, asparagus, I'm sorry. Asparagus. Taffy was the previous day. And, and, and the airplane, uh. Airplane yeah, maintenance day. Yeah, maintenance. I know Terry may have a story about airplane maintenance coming up. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, there's our holidays. There's not very many this week and certainly not very many fun food holidays. Only but devil's food cake. Devil's food and wash oh, them pizza. dishes, hang out with your gay lawyer friend and travel, sail around the world or something. I don't know. <laughs> Eat pizza on one day. With your extinguished, or not extinguished. Endangered species endangered pizza. Endangered species. <laughs> yeah. I have a pizza made out of like, uh, eagle and elephant and gorilla. <laughs> All kinds of really weird ex- uh-huh. uh, animals. <laughs> extinct endangered. animals. The endangered pizza. <laughs> Well, around here, with all the kids we have, pizza is definitely an endangered species when we have it. It didn't survive very long. Yes, all kids love pizza. So, to move things along, did anybody have any opening stories they want to do? Or Mary says he had one. Nobody else does. You go ahead. I had, to go, I had to go to the doctor here this morning, and. uh Trying to get back on time at nine o'clock in the morning to our, you know, get started recording this. Mm-hmm. I'm, we're cruising along. I go, you know, I, of course, you know, we're blind. So, hey, where's your wife? Oh, where are we at? She's <laughs> like, we're by the, we're at the marijuana store. I go, oh, really? Well, where the hell is that? <laughs> Cause I have no idea. You can drop you a POI on your GPS. 
I don't, you know, if you don't tell me where these things are periodically when we're driving around, I don't know. You could, you know, where's the marijuana store at? You know, but, uh, well, it used to be a color time rent to own and they turned into a marijuana store. Like Kmart? Yeah. This was oh, psychedelic, that's... man. Color time. Mm. <laughs> Normally she would tell me we're by the Chinese buffet. Okay. I know where we're at. <laughs> My <Yeah>. place. <laughs> so, and we just had lunch there yesterday and. Oh. Uh, now you know when you go to Chinese to have lunch, you just pop into the marijuana store. Marijuana store across the street. Or, yeah. or you go there first, you get the munchies, then go to Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's why they did that. I think there's a Girl Scout selling cookies outside too. Ah, there we go. And so then we're coming back and go, where are we at now? We're turning on to Broadway. I go, we're in town already? No, the other Broadway. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Yeah, Broadway and Alton. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay. And I'm checking my time. We're coming through Hartford. And then my grandson calls me and says, Grandpa, can you bring me some donuts? And it's like, oh, how'd they know we were out and about? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Bring us some and, donuts. Uh, yeah. I was like, I got to get home and start the podcast. And uh, uh so then the, she dropped me off here, my wife. And then she's out getting donuts for my grandson. And she got to pick up some hamburger buns or Cook up a big batch of sloppy joes so me and my stepdaughter won't die. Yeah. Now, doesn't your is it school still in session there? Shouldn't your grandson well, be in school? That's what I said. I go, aren't you guys supposed to be? Well, I got a sore throat. Oh, way. So he's staying home, and I go, well, uh, where's your mom? Well, she's right here, and it's like, well, why can't she get you donuts? <laughs> <laughs> And she says, cause Braden's still in bed. Well, why is he in bed and not in school? Is he sick too? No. I go, well, what, is school over for the year? Oh, Grandpa, quit being so stupid. And I go, hey, I don't have kids in school anymore. I don't know the rules, you know. <laughs> yeah. And she said, they like, again, I hear, I've been hearing of a lot of people graduating. So I said, well, is school out for the year? No. And she says, He's sick, and so with the COVID, if one kid's sick, the other one has to stay home, too. And I'm like, oh, man, I wish it was like that when we went to school. Yeah. <laughs> I would all be there a lot of school. I'll get to carry. stay home because I was sick all the time growing up. You know what I'm saying? But anyways, yeah. I see that right now and get some food supplies so we don't starve to death. You know? Each, all right. Yeah, I know school day. will be going on here until next week. This is the last full week of school here and next week they only go for part of the week and they'll be the way that I have no idea because my grandkids are, each one goes to a different school yeah, and they don't really live real close so I don't know she wants me to go back your job. <laughs> she wants me to go she wants me, my wife wants me to go back up to Heinz <laughs> so I can have some more uh, training on cooking and vacation time away from her huh <laughs> yeah. That's all here so far. My only story this week is we did go camping over the weekend. It was a nice weekend for camping, but the day we got home on Sunday, my house must have kept any sick germs in here. I swear I walked in the house and sneezed and got sick. Wow. And I was terrible <laughs> yesterday. Today I might sound funny, but I feel a lot better. Hmm. Yeah, the, the, well, uh, there's fortunately been no sickness around here, so. But yeah, that's all I got for the opening up stuff. Uh, 
I was trying to think of a funny story I could pitch in where you guys were telling yours, but I just uh kind of blank. I'm sure we'll get that podcast. Like, oh darn! I should have wrote that down so I can tell it. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go into our news segment where we talk about weird stuff out there in the world. Yeah, and there's a lot of weird stuff that goes on there. Where we get up news? Well, well some of us actually buy news is from the local news, but I didn't. I did see a couple on there that was funny, but go, my go top ahead. one was something local here. Do you want to go first, Keith, or you want me to? Go ahead. Okay. Well, mine happened last week here, actually in St. Louis. <laughs> there was a, a woman that had to take her to the bank, and. Or an Uber driver, not a taxi. They don't have taxis in St. Louis much anymore from what I hear. But so the taxi comes, picks up, takes her to the bank, and she goes in and evidently makes a withdrawal because she had a gun. Yeah, well, those kind of withdrawals, huh? <laughs> One of those withdrawals. And then she goes and leaves and gets back in the taxi because she asked him to wait, and the taxi takes her home. Well, guess what happens when you use a taxi or an Uber? They kind of keep track of where you're picked up and dropped off. <laughs> So, of course, the police found her very easily and went on and arrested her. And <laughs> I thought, that is not the smartest woman in the world. <laughs> yeah, well, criminals have their reputation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I I know one of Terry's uh, stories has to do with the airplane. And I don't know anything about the story. I just seen the headline this morning. There is apparently an airplane uh, near St. Louis at a little town called Mascuda, it's near Scott Air Force Base, where a F-15 crash landed. Oh <laughs> and my. the pilot ejected and parachuted safely. That's all I know about the story. I thought, wow, that's bizarre. I mean, it, cause she, huh? Did you say she ejected? No, the pilot. They didn't say who they were. Oh. That it, I thought, well, because I know you have a story along that regard. I don't want to spoil your, yeah. your spill your thunder or something, but right. But well, it kinda, sounded like you said she she ejected safely. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Heard you say? I was going to say, oh, those women drivers. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> That's just strange. But the F fifteen would have crash landed. My starting off with here, if you if that. If you go with this one here that you're saying, is uh, these two pilots should go out and buy a lotto ticket, it says, because in Denver, Colorado, two airplanes collide in midair and nobody died. Wow. And there was two small little Cessna planes, and they were flying, and one plane, you know, T-boned or the other one. Uh, one was uh, crippled and it landed, crash landed with a messed up tail fin thing. Mm-hmm. It was able to land and the pilot survived. The other plane was, you know, really damaged and uh, as it, at the time of the crashes, it started to fall. The pilot had hit a button and a parachute was deployed and it brought the plane down safely on the ground and everyone on board the pilot and the couple, you know, passengers were uninjured. Wow. That is 
awesome that somebody finally listened to my advice and put a parachute right on the airplane. Huh? <laughs> they have them on spaceships. Why yeah. can't they have them on airplanes? You know. And yeah, so, they they always used to splash down the Apollo capsule with the three parachutes on them. Yeah. Talking about airplanes, do you know what uh, you call an airplane? A paper airplane that don't fly. What? Stationary. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was going along with the joke. I know. <laughs> I hadn't heard it. I never heard. Uh, <laughs> no, this is maybe not a, a particularly new story because I heard about it maybe a week or two back. But a man gets probation for selling fake virus protection. Uh, a, a man. Um, at the outset of the coronavirus pandemic, uh, had a product that he claimed, uh, would, uh, combat and cure the coronavirus. Uh, the, it's kind of a drawn out story, but the, the gist of it is, uh, it was some kind of a dangerous chemical. It was actually a pesticide that he was unlicensed to produce uh, or market for that matter, because you have to actually have be licensed to do this. So he, part of his arrest was he was selling an unlicensed pesticide. The other part is they had absolutely no, it had absolutely no cure over things like viruses and health things. Yeah. So it sounds people, like it's dangerous. Yeah, it was. I mean, but, uh, but he, he claimed it protect against viruses, bacterias, and people bought it, you know, I guess with all the COVID scare. Uh, fortunately, they, they shot him down pretty early on. And I guess what early made the news lately is he was finally going to court, you know, the uh, face trials, what this recent news article is about. Maybe he was selling bleach that you could inject yourself. <laughs> I think it was some kind of a bleach because it was some kind of chloride something or other. Well, that sounds like bleach Trump, to me. President Trump said, should we all just start drinking bleach so we could kill this virus? Yeah, well, that was grossly out of context. Yeah. And reporters <laughs> grabbed what they wanted to hear and, and ran with it. He never actually said anything like that. Uh, if, if you listen to the actual interview, it, it, the the gist of the conversation was he was praising uh, the people who make the bleach wipes, you know, because of the, the bleach is, uh, kills stuff on contact. I said, hey, said maybe we too, drink that. <laughs> no, no. He says, it's too bad you guys can't be in charge of, of developing a vaccine that would be just as effective. He didn't say anything about drinking it. He just says, you guys make good bleach products. It's too bad you guys can't make something that's for people to take. And of course, Reporters took that. Says, he says to drink bleach. I would report that. <laughs> he, but he, he never said anything like that. Anyway, off topic here. Uh, <laughs> news stories. Who's going to go next? Go ahead, Terry. I'm sure you got another one. Oh, I got some. I'm just saying. <laughs> I didn't know how many you might have, but I have a story here that's kind of similar with what's going on right now. Of course, you know, um, in Bucharest, Transylvania. If you live there, you can go to Dracula's Castle for your COVID shot. 
Yeah, vampire lives matter. And and you can get blood taken at the same time. By Dracula. Lean lean your neck over this way a little bit. They've they've opened it up to where you can get your COVID shot. And while you're there, you can go on the tour of, you know, the the dungeon area and the different uh, big rooms in the mansion. And, and so when the lab tap walks you past the mirror in the hallway, do you see their reflection? <laughs> <laughs> and so I thought that was, that's neat. That's interesting, you know, but of course, you know, they, people have been trying to fly over there to, you know, out of state tourists and stuff. Nope. You have to live there. You know, you have to live there. Uh, yeah. For now, I'm sure when they open up travel, people can go and do that. But now see if you, if you was to go buy a Mega Millions ticket today, just speaking of a lot of stuff, the the jackpot's four hundred sixty eight million. You could probably say that you were a citizen. You'd go there and you, you could know. just buy the whole country for that much. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> buy the castle and everything in it. Uh-huh. Wow, well, my then next would be story is not nothing to do with COVID. My next story was about a kitten that was rescued. It got stuck. Actually, I don't know if it ever, the article said where it got stuck, but the woman that rescued it, uh, had it in her car and somehow she was on her way to work and it got up into her steering column, it said. And so when she finally got it out, she didn't know what to do with it because of course she was at work. And so she, uh, called an Uber and they drove, had to drive the cat because every place she called local <laughs> didn't have room for a cat. And so the next place was 80 miles away. And so she wanted to do the right thing and call the Uber driver and have them deliver this cat to the shelter 80 miles away. Wow. And that ended up costing her $160. I guess it's round trips, what she had to pay for. And Wow. Yeah. No room for not even one little bitty kitty one cat. One little kitty cat. She couldn't take it home because her dog was not cat friendly. <laughs> oh. And apparently that neither were the shelters. <laughs> And the shelters were full, and so she didn't know what to do with it. But that was her nice gesture, I guess. A good deed for the week, I guess. Yeah. Well, I got one. It uh, is called Waterloo. A tree takes a battlefield prisoner at Gettysburg. Huh, Apparently, that's old news. Huh? <laughs> That sounds like old news. Abraham Lincoln announced today. (laughs) No, I did it recently. Well, within the past few weeks, probably. In Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, uh, a man was rescued after a tree in a windstorm uh, was blown down and landed on the porta potty where he was taking care of business. And so he was trapped inside of the loo. Uh, at the Gettysburg National uh, Park, I guess it is, what it had the Gettysburg Cemetery. Anyway, he was trapped by a tree. Anyway, oh, wow. Was, uh, hope there, hope there wasn't a bear down inside of it. Yeah, a bear in the basement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the bear in the outhouse. <laughs> had the owl in the porta potty. Yeah. Uh, I have a, I have a stinky story. Uh, uh, I think it said Frank Lombard, a farmer in Michigan, in a small town in Michigan, was getting revenge against his neighbor. 
they were having a dispute over the property line. And so the, uh, uh, one farmer built a 250 foot wall along the property line made out of cow manure. He gathered up the cow patties and started stacking them up, building a wall. (laughs) Yeah. He he, he had to feed his cows more so he could get more building materials. (laughs) Come on, cows, poop more. (laughs) (laughs) And so it doesn't say how tall he built the wall, but I imagine tall enough to not look over. (laughs) Yeah. Wouldn't it get too close to it? Yeah, I guess, you know, if it was nice and hot and dry day, it would dry up all the, the nastiness. But as soon as it rained, man. He said on a good, on a good day when the wind's blowing just right, he gets good sweet revenge on his neighbor. Wow. Oh, wow. I've heard of the saying ugly as a mud fence, but I think this takes it to a new level. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And then I have another one that has to deal with wind and stink. Well, not stink, but I would, you know, a short one here that, uh, you might have said something about it. The wind or uh, a, a tornado of sorts, a whirlwind. It's in, uh, out west. Uh, a 70 pound Labrador retriever was picked up by a whirlwind, a desert tornado, uh, whatever they call them. A dust storm or something. Oh. Right. And it lifted it up and, and took it for a ride. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He landed on a wicked witch and he followed yeah. some munchkins. He was north yet. I don't know if it, right, I don't know if it took it all, took him all the way to the land of Oz, but it was Toto, right? Wasn't Toto? Oh, it was Labrador, never mind. <laughs> it was a Labrador, but, uh. Yeah, Toto was a little dog. <laughs> his name was Duke. His name was Duke, so just, you know, Duke. The, the storm picked him up and dropped a dookie on uh, the Wookiee Witch, huh? <laughs> she, she says he, he looked, he dropped him, the thing dropped him off and, and he shook off a little bit and walked around and went back to normal. So I weird. Like miles away, but it doesn't indicate in the story how far the dog traveled. And it does have a video clip, but even when I listen to the video clip, it doesn't have any sound to it. So that doesn't help me. Right. Well, I would imagine if it was a video clip. Didn't go very far. Probably picked him up and threw him down. Right. Wow. Might have picked him up and put him on top of the house or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you know, I guess. Once he gets stuck in the chimney like that cat in the other stories and stuff. Or like the cow that jumped over the moon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the little dog laughed. It's because that's a sight. <laughs> and the dish ran away with the spoon. Well, I have a story about a cat. Uh, in Chicago, fleeing a fire survives a five-story jump. So apparently, wow. building on a fire, cat on the fifth floor, jumps out, probably lands on his feet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you saw that, that story? Yeah, that's a good one. Anyway. Onlookers yeah. gasped as the cat fell. 
What? Landing on all four paws. <laughs> it ran away. Did it say if, was the cat, did, did it say if the cat was on fire? <laughs> no, the cat wasn't on fire. It was just trying to escape the fire. Right. It was like. It went under a car and hid until someone came to get it. And then it tried to scale the wall to get away from this rescuer. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how? I don't understand. Do they have like stretchy skin and he kind of opened up like a parachute? Yeah, it was like a flying a squirrel spread his arms feet. It's like, how does that? That's weird. weird. I know. Cats are pretty resilient. That's all I got to say. That gust of wind that picked up that dog must have caught it and let it down gently. You got any more stories for us, Joe? I got one more about a snake. Uh, I think I said it was in Singapore in a restaurant's bathroom. In a squat pot, which I'm not real sure what that would be exactly. Something to squat it's over. A toilet, like, basically. Yeah. Yeah, that's just what they call their toilets over well, there. I don't know about all of Asia, but I know when I was in Japan years ago, you go into the bathroom and literally it's just like the toilet bowl is like level with the floor. It's like built into the floor. Oh, so weird. you literally have to squat over it to drop your business in it, make huh. a deposit. Well, there was a python um, coming out aggravated that somebody deposited on him, I guess. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so these, I uh, can't even think of how to say their names. These two people that worked at the restaurant were supposed to try to catch him. But when they went back in to catch him, he was gone. So I guess he had gone back down the squat pot. He pooped hole. in my head. Uh, I'm going to go back down here. <laughs> Get out of here. I don't like this place. <laughs> but that's the only other story I got. That would be strange. Yeah, I only got one word. You got something, Terry? I briefly have a story of um, somebody that, that, did you see the one, Joe, where they donated that hair? Yeah, 60-year-old yeah. hair. Right. 60-year-old. Yeah. The uh, It wasn't like they got it from a 60-year-old. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> the lady had had hair. Um, in Lansing, there's a family heirloom hair that they had, you know, clipped and saved over years. I don't know why they would say or saved it, but it was a family heirloom. It was over 60 years old hair, and they donated it to one of those, uh, uh, they make wigs for kids. Wigs for the wigs. Wigs that make for, People with cancer, you know, kids and stuff. And they said that they've had hair donated that was as old as a hair still stays good, et cetera, for a hundred years or so, you know. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's weird. <laughs> but see, you guys got to think that most women, they let their hair grow real long. I know guys are always getting their hair cut short. So you might right. only have a couple inches cut off where a woman like from years ago, well, it, they let their hair go. Yeah, if it was 60 years ago, they might have had hair down to their feet that they kept uh-huh. it pulled up in a bun or something, you know. Let me cut off your braids and I'll save them forever. Yeah. Yeah. Aunt Martha. Yeah. This lady right. that he's talking about said that she'd seen somebody throwing away, some, her neighbor had passed away and they were throwing away all his stuff in a dumpster and she didn't want that to happen to some of her items, so she thought she might as well donate. Oh, I just have, have one, uh, to wrap up with, okay. Uh, what, what mine is is about a woman with a lottery ticket, and it got washed. Oh, 
Auto take uh, off. She won a $26 million California lottery, but she left her ticket, I guess, in her clothes and washed. So now it's pretty much gone. So now she's trying to fight with the lottery commission to get her, uh, her winnings issued. Huh. And I guess that dog's not very happy about it either. <laughs> nope. Ah. He's standing in line there saying, I got a ticket too. We got, got a story. Woof, woof. My story. Woof. I, ate my, I ate Terry's ticket. He won. <laughs> oh, crap it out. It's in my belly. <laughs> Hopefully it's the numbers the will still be there yeah. after he craps it out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's all I got for, for news. Hi, I am Terry Hogan Helsley, the friendly Avon lady. If you need something, we more than likely have it. We have more than just makeup and cologne. We have cleaners. We have clothing. We have body wash and bubble bath. Toothbrush and toothpaste. Everything will be delivered to your house. So go ahead and go to my website at www.youravon.com front slash T Hogan That is front slash T H O G A N H E L T S L E Y. Thank you. Do you have anything to wrap up, or should we just move on to our top ten? <laughs> okay, well, I got a top ten here. Um, today's top ten is... Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, here it is. Okay, ten crazy pieces of antique underwear. Antique undies. <laughs> <laughs> I've been sitting on this one for a while. <laughs> I hope we change it pretty soon. <laughs> um, let's see. We'll start with the old time, I guess. Number 10 is, uh, I'll try to say it the best I can. It's, uh, sublimatical scrupulum. Wow. <laughs> That is a mouthful. That, <laughs> that is a piece of underwear that was designed way back a long time ago. It was resembled like Tarzan's loincloth, which most people call the loincloth because yeah. it's a, uh, sublagalactical flopulum or something. <laughs> yeah, whatever that word was. <laughs> it's a like a loincloth, you know, or you know, got the thing in the front, probably like a like a modern day G string, I guess, got a little yeah. thing hmm. or tie on the side or something. But uh you could wear that by itself or you could wear a toga, but you didn't have to wear both. But oh yeah. Toga, what, you didn't what have a full pa. <laughs> if you wore a toga, you didn't have to wear your sub thingy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, number nine, uh, <laughs> pantylets, uh, pantylets, yeah, pantylets is, and, um, 
that was uh, 1830 or so. They were they weren't really under they were undergarments, but if they weren't actually panties, you know, underwear, right? Crotchless, and they had all kinds of designs on them, and women would actually have their skirt in such a way that where it can be seen, uh, it says. So you could kind of see the edges of the, the undergarment at the edge of the skirt, but it was. <laughs> right. To, to show that, that, the, to show off your, your, your status. Yeah. You know, it was quite. Now, I've heard of pantaloons. I don't know if it's on your list or not. And it seemed that pantaloons are about the same time. Well, worn by upper class ladies. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. You know, I'm uh, rich. I have my panties on. <laughs> see my panties at the edge of my skirt? Yeah. <laughs> it was like two separate pieces tied together at the hips, it said. Because right. it was easy access in case you had to do your business in the outhouse or something. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, number eight is <clears throat> silk stockings. Now this, you know, it's not just all about panties, you know, you got the silk stockings, but, uh, um, it, uh, they, how did it say when they came out with those? They were, in this, they, uh, the silk stockings were not an underwear, under, uh, it was an undergarment, but it wasn't. Right underwear you wear stockings when you didn't wear anything else and but then they had they used to be made out of wool and then in the 16th century uh and so there was wool stockings then silk stockings right the silk stockings came out in the uh gave this year i flicked across it well i I know back in the earlier Days they were held up with garters instead of like the panties or whatever, yeah, the eggs and stuff today. But in in 1561, wow, 1561. Before 1561, you didn't have silk stockings. Hmm. Um, Number seven is a chemise. Um, Some people know what those are. I don't know what it's they like are. an underslip, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like an underslip. They're, they're, they kind of look the same forward or backwards. <laughs> they're kind of shapeless. According to this here, it says it's a simple dress-like garment that's worn under their dress. Men and women both wore them. Oh, really? <laughs> I think some men probably still do. <laughs> ah. I guess you could use it for like a nightgown or if you... I guess if you just need to have uh, a really long uh, a shirt to tuck in in case your your, your pants rode down or your shirt rode up, you'd, and, you'd be tucked in. The in, seven, in the 1780s, uh, Marie Antoinette, the Queen of France, introduced the chemise as an outer garment. Oh, yeah, I knew that they were worn as an as a outer garment at some point, but I didn't know how that fit in. Uh, but they fell out of fashion when the queen's head fell off her. Oh, uh, see, when the shoulder straps let loose, they just kind of fell. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I know there was there must have been something of a comeback in the 
1950s because there was actually a song, uh, I don't know who sang it, it was called No Chemise, Please. <laughs> it was a song about somebody who didn't like that fashion. That was well, I think they wearing. still they still have him to this day as a, a lingerie yeah. type, you know, deal as well. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, number six is a what? There's a what? Wow. A, a, a teddy. I think I'm wearing a what right now. <laughs> a, a teddy. A teddy undergarment. You know, a teddy. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's a kind of a nightgown. They appeared in the 1910s, became more famous in the roaring 19. 19- and hmm. they, uh, it became popular in the 20s. It, it covered the torso and the crotch as one piece. Right. And you wore your dress over it. And it's like, well, yeah, of course, but still, you know, they're, they're still around today too, the teddies, you know, mm-hmm. um, as a lingerie item. And I don't think it's got much else about that. Uh, number five is, is the early bra. Early bra. That's what girls ordered, like 12 years old. <laughs> Only in the morning. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Mary Phelps invented the bra, and I believe she's 1910. So oh. 1910, you just had to cross your arms to stop them from flopping. Well, you had those whalebone <laughs> corsets and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And the, uh, she had, she and her maid had taken some material and and fashioned a a bra to lift and separate and 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 use it as a big slingshot. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and if you watch Operation Petticoat, that movie from I don't know the fifties <laughs> or sixties, they used it for repairing their machinery on the submarine. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, uh, what I, it, that's about all it says about them. But then I have a, we're saying like they, they got these commercials now, you know, I think they sound so funny, you know, <laughs> and I've told you guys <laughs> like, like now with the technology we have, mm-hmm. now all can go wireless too. They have yeah. wire commercials on TV. I go, whoa, you can have a Wi-Fi bra. <laughs> I guess you plug it into the USB and everything, you know, yeah. charge it up. Wi-Fi, wireless internet, internet to your <laughs> chest. <laughs> of course, we know what it really means, but still, that book said wireless. That's wireless. You, you can synchronize it with your cell phone. So that's why Jill always puts your cell phone there. Yeah, <laughs> you get that good Wi-Fi signal there. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and then number three, you get into the the. Mm, well, you know, of course, most of these are women's anyway, but number three says the minstrel belt. Oh, yay. <laughs> the ancient undergarment there. Um, I'm sure that's before my time. <laughs> not, well, kind of, I guess. Nine, oh, 19 what? 1900. Wow. I thought it was like 19... So that's when they were invented or that's when right. they, they were invented in the 1900s. It's huh. a belt that goes around your waist and it's got straps that come down with clips on it. Two in the front, two in the back that would hold your Kotex pad. Well, actually 
early on they would use strips of cloth or wool, uh, mm-hmm. cotton. Fabric. H- hence the phrase on the rag, because that's what you literally would use. There. Right. Yeah. This, this is a gross, gross one here, but, but then in the 1950s, they came out with the disposable, you know, Kotex pad, max sanitary napkin. In the 50s? I thought they would came out earlier than that. No, I think it says, uh, Let's see, uh. Cause I, I thought they came out like, like more in the twenties or something because, because of, uh. In 1913, yeah. the napkins were around, they, in 1913, in 1950, they were disposable. Oh. And then. So you didn't dispose of them before that? Ew. had the self-sticking pads. Okay. People, does the sticky side go up or down? Yeah. Down. <laughs> it, it, it depends on what, how you feel about it, I guess, sorry. But uh, I was saying, I, I thought they was more like the 20s because uh, back, I think it was during World War One. there's a product called Kleenex that was invented. It was actually developed to be like a letter writing, like, you know, for like an onion skin paper. But they've determined that it would make, would make a really good uh, bathroom product. And then once they de- developed this, I thought, what else can we do with it? And so they developed these thicker and thicker sheets that became women's sanitary products. Pretty sure that's what I read or heard about at some point, how they came about. But what do I know? <laughs> Moving on from that messy subject, yeah. number two, uh, radioactive underwear. Whoa. <laughs> it's radioactive. They, uh, <laughs> that way you can see it to get dressed at nighttime, huh? <laughs> Look at my glowing panties. Oh, there they are. Before the understanding of the full uh, potential of radioactivity, they felt that radioactivity would help cure a lot of different things. Yeah. Like <laughs> sterility. Hmm. Well, maybe hemorrhoids. <laughs> yeah. They're radioactive, so when you fart, it puts the mushroom cloud out behind you. <laughs> they would have radium. Radium was what was in it. In the yeah. Oven. And, and you're right, they did think it would cure a lot of things, but they found out it would actually kill a lot of things, like people. <laughs> so they quit putting it in watch faces and different and things. And they had it in makeup, makeup and underwear. It gives you that glow. And, <laughs> and um, it doesn't say much more about that. So, uh, number one, the chastity belts. Yeah. Hmm. Those were, um, there's photos here. <laughs> so, so they weren't invented by like French kings in the 1200s were, or something. Yeah. They were around since the 16th century, it says, or the so that's 1500s. Yeah. Yeah. In the 16th century to prevent sexual intercourse and masturbation. Ah. And, uh. So what do the guys wear? I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's like, ooh, wow. They, they had, uh, 
they it was it was made out of iron. Sometimes hmm. even with spikes. <laughs> Hence the Iron Maiden, huh? I wonder. I'm hoping the spikes were on the outside. <laughs> yeah, like a porcupine. Get away from me! <laughs> <laughs> and they were lots of milfs, milfs, mil, myths. Excuse me, myths of women wearing them during the Crusades. Uh, they came really popular. It says in the 1920s, women would wear them. Hmm, still, huh? preventive measure. I guess there's a lot of sexual stuff going on in the 1920s. I don't know what. Well, in the 1920s, you had a lot of industrial boom and women going to work in the big city. I I could maybe see that where, you know, women get off their shift at 3 a.m. and they, to prevent being raped, it's like, yeah, go ahead and try there, buddy. (laughs) I got spikes on these babies. (laughs) (laughs) And, I always wondered, like, if you had like, made out of iron and everything, and it's like you, you come back off the crusade or something, it's like, oh, where's the key? Oh, I lost the key. <laughs> oh. Yeah. My, my panties are rusted anyway, so. so we were just wondering, you know, the chastity book comes up there. It's like, what did they have to do if they had to go to the bathroom? Yeah, what? Yeah, it's like, wow, that was, you know. It, it was more like chain mail. I just think this would just like, you know, come out of it. Twist it on. <laughs> it must have been some pretty stinky times back then. I saw it. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, number one would go through, but number two, you'd have to do the waffle stomp. Yeah, something. <laughs> well, ben, ben Franklin famously only took a bath once a year, whether he needed it or not. Oh, gross. <laughs> well, that's a, there's a law in Kentucky that, that's still on the books. Really? <laughs> Kentucky. It's against it's against the law. You have to take a bath at least once a year, uh, whether you need it or not. You yeah. have to toss that phrase in there because <laughs> I we used to do. I used to run across lists of those funny laws that are still in the books that probably shouldn't be. Uh, we might have to have, have a feature on that sometime. <laughs> and so that's all I got for my all right. antique underwear. I do have another top ten list for another day of um, weird type underwear. Well, so, those are all pretty weird. They can't be that much different. Well, yeah. no, but these are, uh, these are, this other list is a little funnier than. Well, I, I, I know really before the 1900s, people really didn't wear much at all in the way of underwear, especially women. Uh, but, but yeah, they did have it. So educational to say the least. <laughs> I know there's a museum in, in England though about old timey Victorian underwear. These panties were from your grandma. <laughs> yeah, well, thanks, grandma. <laughs> <laughs> These red long johns were your grandpa's. <laughs> yeah. So let's move on words. with our weird words of the week. Another word out of you and out you go. Yeah, I got some of them this week. Let's see. Our first word I'm sure you've all heard of is ornery, O-R-N-E-R-Y. Yeah, I think I've heard that once in a while. Here you go, ornery. Is that it? Meaning you're, uh, what's that? Cantankerous. Yep. (laughs) Um, Grumpy. Grumpy and mean. Yep. Or just obstinate, you know. Figured somebody in this group might have heard that word a few times. You're so ornery. Uh, What do you got there? 
The next word is scopic is our next word. What is S scopic? S C O T E. Wait a minute. S C O T E. micro in front of it. Scopic. Scopic. I'm trying to guide it. It didn't seem like that was all the letters. Yeah. Well, if, if it's scopic, it's like a telescope. It relates to being able to see something. You might want to scope something out. But if it was S-C-O-T, then I don't know. Related to a Scotsman? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. As, other than with lenses of sorts. That's I'm hearing it wrong. Got The answer is to dip out. So it must be different than it's a T instead of a P. Scottic. Scottic. Wow. It means to dip out. I guess like if you're dipping out a soup, a ladle, dip out ladle some ice out. cream. Ladle. Let me use some soup <laughs> in your cup. <laughs> Would you like a scopic of? <laughs> okay, this next word is zert. It starts with an X. X E R T Z. So it's like. Yeah. Okay. So, wow. <laughs> That's a good one. Words. <laughs> uh, say it again. X R. X E R T Z. Zert. I am certified in weird words. It zerts a lot. <laughs> Definitely. How <laughs> that zerts. Yeah. I know what zots is, but I don't know what zerts. Zerts. Yeah. Did you get that from the Dr. Seuss book? No, but it probably <laughs> would be a good word for Dr. Seuss. <laughs> but okay. it means to drink quickly. Oh, so another oh, word like can. gulp. Like, like gulp. Yeah. yeah. Drink Zert. quickly. Zert. Zert that scalopica cup of water I gave you. <laughs> Ladle of water. Zert it all down. <laughs> The next word is Fleer, F-L-E-E-R. Baseball cards. That's what Moses did <laughs> when they left Egypt. They were Fleers. <laughs> he was a Fleer from Egypt. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Somebody who runs away from stuff. <laughs> I would have to go with that, too. I don't know. I can't say this word, just smirk or laugh and con- Tent or division. Smirk or laugh. That's what fleer means. Yeah. Okay. Fleer. Uh, All righty. You say so. They're your <laughs> words. <laughs> and our next word is mundo. M-U-N-D-O. Mundo. The world. Something large. Mundo. Telemundo. Uh, mundo. That's, that's, Telemundo is a big, uh, Spanish speaking TV yeah. show. Show or the station, I don't know. But, but Mundo in Spanish means the world. Huh. Well, there you go. Mundo, oh. world. <laughs> um, well, it means, uh, some, a person that extracts valuable things from trash. Oh. So, 
You could oh, extract really? valuable things from the well, world. I was going to say, I was going to say, moon dough, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, Thursday. there we go. Well, you have I like know. you know, trash mongers and fish mongers and fear mongers, but that really just means that you sell the, that product. You know. <laughs> Uh, all right, this next word's a longer one. Let's see. Messamin. Let me get back to how you say it. Okay. Mess. Mesonoxin. M e s o n o x i a n. Mesonoxin. The medicine. Well, meso kind of means like table or flat, and noxian sounds like something pretty noxious. So, <laughs> the table where table. you mix poisons or something. I don't know. It's a pool table. It's a poop table <laughs> with, with noxious chemicals all over. Oh, it's from the hillbillies. That's oh, what? Now we know the hillbillies had that fancy dinner eating table. Yeah, the billiard room. Like Jesus said, maybe that's maybe that was a maybe that was a big bathroom in Japan for six people. So you can squat all together. <laughs> so you can squat in each pocket, you know. Ah, could be. Yeah. Six people. That'd be a pool tail though. That would sound like you. You know, they have those Turkish baths where y'all take baths together, and yeah, there you go. It's 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 a big pooping floor. <laughs> a big six floor. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't guess. I'm way past guessing. I'm just making oh. stuff up. <laughs> I didn't think we got it right. We haven't got Maybe. one. We did get one right, though. Oh, let's see. I'm spelling it here. I'm getting back. Okay. okay. The meaning is pertaining to midnight. Midnight. Don't ask me why. I guess not Noxian. <laughs> I guess that could be like not, like, you know, not time. That's a German word, not. Yeah. I guess meso could be middle, you know, middle of night. All right. Well. Middle of night. There you go. That's our words. Not so, German, but that don't, that, that's not a German word. Yeah. If it was German, it wouldn't have an X. So it would have a CH or CHT in it there. Not. So maybe back in the 1800s it did, and they changed it to make it more up to date. Yeah, know. it's an Anglicized German phrase or something. It's like that joke I put on Facebook. What did the Kaiser roll say to the bratwurst? What? Gluten talk. <laughs> Gluten. Gluten talk. Gluten not. Well, okay. we got any more words? Nope, let's, that's it. Let's go on to our anchor topic. Today is manual skills. And I had this idea because just last week, the folks on the Heinz VA uh, conference call was talking about measuring devices. How do you measure things? And in manual skills, at some point, it could come in handy to measure Mac. stuff. Yeah. Mac. Now, it wouldn't necessarily be manual skills because you could measure things in living skills, right? In the kitchen. Right. Yep. So let's just first talk about 
manual skills, of course, the first thing that comes to mind is like a ruler or a tape measure. Uh, if he was going to measure how long something is, uh, I, I mean, I, I, in my desk drawer, I have a 12-inch long Braille ruler made out of metal, and it has little, uh, I, think, I guess it's indents along one side. Uh, and there's different shapes. There's like a, a, a bigger one on each inch mark, and there's other marks at the half inch and quarter inch mark. So you can kind of tell where you are on, on any given inch. And then down the center of it, you have, you know, the number one, two, three, all the way up to, you know, 11, because of course 12 would be at the end of the ruler. Uh, ruler. Every, hmm? Huh. Now you're talking about I didn't know they made a braille ruler. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I used to have a plastic one years ago. Right, right now my desk drawer, I, I do have one. It's a metal one, uh, and it, it, it can come handy if you have something on your desktop you need to measure. Is this a three and a half inch flappy drive or a five and a quarter inch flappy drive? <laughs> that would be pretty. Odd. That's old. Man, that's old. And if you had those, it would be pretty obvious which one is which. But it could come in handy. Now, uh, well, several years back, and now Terry has one, uh, up at Heinz Blindness Rehab Center, uh, they issued a talking tape measure. And I, I, I can't remember, I don't think it has braille dots on it. Maybe it does. But it's designed so that no. as, huh? No, it only talks. You know, so, but it's designed so that when you pull it out, you know, let's say I'm pulling it out and I stop. Whenever it detects the tape stop moving, it'll say 11 inches and a quarter or 11 and a quarter inches or whatever. It'll measure down to the 16th of an inch. Yeah. And, uh, you, you can tell it to do the inside or outside measure, which means, uh, if we need, if you're going to measure like inside of a box or something, you can actually use the outside measure of the case of the tape measure, which I think is about two and a half inches. I don't remember. Typically that's what they are. And it'll, it'll measure from the tip of the measure to the back side of the case, or you can do the inside measure. You can, you can have it tell you that. So if you're going to just measure how long is this piece of wood, so I can build a table out of or something. Yeah, it'll go from the inside uh, edge it, of the tape it, measure. Uh, on the on the on the when like a regular tape measure, like a regular tape measure with your inches on the one edge, mm-hmm. your and your uh, metric on the other edge, but right down the center of the tape itself, because it's a big twenty-five foot tape measure, and so it's a good fat you know tape measure. Right down the center, you feel with your fingernail. It's got a bunch of little notches. They're not braille, but every sixteenth of an inch or so, and that's what it detects. It's like it's it's a hole, you know. It's like, right, that's what I thought. As I recall, it had a hole down the center. I, I think it's holes, but I don't know why they put holes because sometimes I, I don't think it has one every sixteenth of an inch because it'd be pretty perforated <laughs> down the middle. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. And um, the way that they bend sometimes, and kids like to bend them around and. But I think there, you're right. There is a hole periodically, uh, for helping you, I guess, feel or whatever. Well, I, I think it's more for the actual reader and itself to, to detect the tape measurement. 
Well, but I know it, it waits until the tape stops moving. So let, let's <laughs> see you pulled it out and there's like 11 and, and a half inches sticking out. It'll say 11 and a half. Let's say, oh, that's not quite right. It needs to be a little bit longer. So you nudge out a little bit more and they'll, oh, 12 and one quarter. Uh, or it, 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 when it detects motion, it'll wait whenever it stops. It just, it knows that it's, and it's got a, and it'll, it's got a, it's got, I think five or six buttons where you can, you can add something to the memory. You know, if you were measuring, like if you mm-hmm. wanted to measure the length of your house and, you, and so you measure out 30, 25 feet and then you could add it to the memory. Then go from there and measure again, go, and then hit the button and tell you 36 feet, you know, it would take that 25 in there already if you were going to measure, say, your house or something. Right. Because that way you could walk on the perimeter of your house. Right. And yeah. it, it, let's say it's 25 and 25. Well, there's only eight feet left here. So you can, you know, you add, add, and add the eight feet. And Don't you, you have one of those, Terry, that you can hit a button and let us hear it? Uh, I, I've got box. one, but it, it's probably stored away someplace in the toolbox where I can't find Terry it. Terry can dig it out for us. And, <laughs> sure. Uh, I've got, got, I've got if, you, if you, if you could, that's fine. If not, don't worry about it. Uh, there's another device that they teach people how to use who are blind. I, I've never seen one before until I went up to Heinz and they showed it up there. It's called a click ruler and <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah, I've got one. I, I actually have it. My, I had it on my desk until kids came along and moved things. And I don't know where they moved it to, but essentially it's like a metal tube with a metal rod in the middle of the tube. Now the metal rod is actually like a, it's what you call a threaded rod. It's a big long screw, but the threads are at such a, a pitch that they're a sixteenth inch apart. And so as you extend this ruler, it'll go click, 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 click. Every sixteenth of an inch. In each one of those grooves. So every time you hear it go click, you know, it's a sixteenth of an inch. So what you do, and now it also has, uh, it's not braille dots. It's like bumped up. There's like a bumped up line, a bumped up dot along a flat edge across the uh the rod and so it's like well i need to measure this and you, you can either you know say okay i need to measure this uh, uh say i have a, a a box on my desk okay i'm going to set the the click ruler and then you can you, you know that the tube on it is six inches and then you can extend out this other part up to six inches so let's say it's less than six. You just extend out the, the, the threaded rod and you can feel, okay, uh, there's one, two, three, four braille bumps and then it's got some left over. So you can go click, 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 click into that last braille bump. Okay. It clicked like, uh, seven times, let's say. So then you got, you know, five inches plus seven sixteenths of an inch. And so that it's, it sounds kind of complicated, I think. I'm trying to describe but, it, but it, it really is pretty simple to use. Well, like with the, another thing, another way to, to, to explain it would be the click ruler, the click ruler is designed to measure the last six inches of your project because the case itself of the click ruler is six inches. So put the case up against something. Oh, it's okay. It's over six inches. So then. You could take, you know, then you can extend right. that out 
however many. You can just extend that rod out. Right. And like Keith Keith said, the rod is like a bolt, but it's flat on two sides. And then the other part is like a bolt, like you could screw a nut on it if you wanted to. But anyway, so uh, each, and you slide that out. But then, so then that means that you could measure a total of 12 inches with the case itself being six and extending the rod out of the center of it would be six inches. Now, if you have to go further, they have other rods that screw into that bolt. And right. each rod I, is I 12 inches. Yeah, the yeah. ones that they gave or issued to us, I think there was either two rods or three, and they each were a foot long. <laughs> right. And so if you needed to go more than a foot, let's say it was at least two foot or three foot, well, you just put in those rods and you know, okay, now it's going to go 12 as far inches as four feet, your, let's say. But let's say you, like I said, you, it's, it's three and a half feet plus a little bit. Well, that's whenever you, you know that each rod is a foot, the, the tube is six inches and you just have to extend your little click portion that you could and even get your, even, this, even trying to explain it, it's kind of difficult to try to understand it. Sometimes some, some of the things are better to do a, Actually put your hands on. On hand, hands on stuff, but it, trying to do our best to describe how it works sounds a little confusing when both of us. Yeah, and, and it's, it can be to confusing to describe. I mean, we're not trying, we're not contradicting each other. We're just trying right, to right. say what it's a different does. way. Right. And then um, like we had the click ruler, you said the braille ruler or the braille tape measure, mm-hmm. the talking, the braille tape measure is similar to that ruler is, you know, um, what else? Was it? Oh, yeah. I got a, there's another measuring device that, uh, uh the level indicators, uh, mm-hmm. my thumb on the coffee. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's something that you would use in the kitchen. And, in, you know, when you fill up your coffee cup, how do you, how do you know when it's full? And it's, uh, are you going to describe it? It's called a level indicator is actually the way you would measure that. And you just, it's like a little, you, you got to describe it. It's, it's a little plastic box, you know, generally about, you know, nine three quarters of an inch, you know, like a cube or something. More it's got or a less. nine volt battery. It's the shape of a nine volt battery. That's yeah, pretty much about the shape of a nine volt battery. Cause the size also, too. Cause that's what, what's in there is a nine volt and it's just enough circuitry to make it go beep. And then the part that hangs over your cup is actually two prongs. And as, uh, your coffee or your water reaches the level where it touches both of those prongs, then it closes the circuit and it'll beat. <laughs> or, or you have them where they'll play a tune like, you know. I don't think they have those anymore. I've asked for those and they don't. Yeah, they used to play like Twinkle Twinkle or Murray had a little lamb or something. It's a but small world after all beat. from Disney. But, uh, the thing with that is it, it it lets you know, you know, the measurement of how full is your coffee cup. And of course there's the good old fashioned way of you just hang your finger down the side of your cup. People still do that, but it, it saves burning your finger. <laughs> and, uh, for someone like me who has a bit of neuropathy, sometimes I don't feel the liquid until it's just a little high. And having a liquid indicator uh, will give you a better warning. 
Warning, warning. Warning. Do not touch these two prongs to your tongue. <laughs> well, you could do that. Yeah, well, there's not a lot more about measurement we could say. I mean, there there is. I mean, because measuring... <laughs> It would encompass things uh, like oh, a talking so. scale from the bathroom, talking scale in the kitchen. Kitchen, I got one of those. Each one of these things could be a different show, though. I mean, you could talk yeah, a we lot could, about we could we could go on and on about uh, how to measure things uh, in the kitchen. Well, I mean, you could uh, pretty much take one device and talk about it the whole time. That's what, that's right. what I'm saying. So let's uh, get ready, and we'll call this for uh, quits for right now on our anchor topic. And uh, so that means it's time to mosey on to our final thoughts. Does somebody want to begin? Um. <laughs> I wasn't surprised when the price of balloons went up. There's always inflation in that business. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Price of balloons. Uh, last night I dreamed that I wrote Lord of the Rings. I was talking <laughs> in my sleep. <laughs> okay. I got one. One time I ate a rainbow. It was delicious and light. <laughs> okay. A, a light snack for you. Yeah. You got I, I would like to know what makes the world rotate. It would make my day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what it was like living in the Stone Age? It was hard. (laughs) (laughs) After 15 years, I thought I was finally over my addiction of performing stunts in Western movies, but today I fell off the wagon. I have one more. Go ahead. I once knew a dog that was so good at fetching, they made him a branch manager. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Fetch that stick. Yeah, well, uh, this is where we call it a show and uh, wrap things up. This is your host, Keith Singh, signing off. Thanks for listening. Leave us a rating and review. Don't we have any emails? No emails. People need to send us an email so we can tell your funny story on that show that sounds funny. Yeah, that'd be funny. (laughs) Make make sure sure you tell a friend about us. Uh, Make sure you delete and then resubscribe to our podcast. (laughs) A hundred times a day. (laughs) Yeah. That sounds funny. TSF at that sounds funny dot com.